Hey, yo, Internets, this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Bevel. Take it from the founder himself, Tristan Walker. I spent my entire life looking for a way to shave without the fear of irritating my skin. Bevel exists because I believe we deserve a better shaving experience. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Believe me when I say it's definitely the better shaving experience. I fucked up last year, Internets. I went for like four months. Without my bevel shaving kit because my kids stole my shaver and I had a, an, an issue with my trimmer and I was going to see the Dominicans and yo, for like two months, I could not come out without a hat on because I had bumps on the back of my shit and I could not represent this brand. Get your bevel today by going to getbevel.com slash Jack right now. You get your first month of your bevel subscription for free without link. That's getbevel.com slash Jack to start shaving smarter today. Please avoid those monkey warts and anal bumps on your neck. Hey, yo, Internets, this episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Tidal. Tidal is exclusively streaming Fat Joe and Remy Ma's music video for Money Showers featuring Ty Dolla Sign, the latest single off their forthcoming joint album, Plata o Plomo. Title subscribers will be able to check out the video at title.com slash money showers. Directed by Ife Rivera, the video includes reenactments from the movie The Players Club and features a cameo from Anthony Johnson, who appeared in the film. Fat Joe and Remy previously partnered with Title to exclusively premiere their cooking track and music video, as well as All the Way Up remix. Listen, internets, go to title.com slash money showers for that exclusive look of Fat Joe and Remy Ma's video. Money showers featuring Ty Dolla Sign, and I'm and now back to the show. Yo, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right now. Your man, your man got the, he, yo, he's the king, king of New York. No, 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 he's the king of New York again. Nah, don't start talking that shit. Nah, don't do that. They transition the belt. You know, Jay, Nah, nah, they kill, they kill, they kill the kings. No, don't do. No, no, no. Fat Joe got it. Yo, let's do the show first. Hey, yo, internet man. Yo, internet man. We gladly welcome to the Combat Jack Show. Fat Joe, what's Jesus up, sir? Christ, what's hey, up, wait, my wow. brother, man? Yo, man, look at you smiling, man. You happy nah, because man. he talking shit. I don't. Hey, he That's said facts. his opinion. Nope. What they say when you say uh, the Bronx uh, got it? Uh, a fact of his opinion. What you? What they say that shit? Everybody got assholes, right? No, no, no. Not that, but you know when they be like, "Yo, this is exclusively my opinion." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, niggas get mad at you and all that when you start talking like that. Yo, Joe, it's a big week for you, man. Oh yeah, you, you got the money showers video yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you know, that out ex- exclusively on title. Remy killed that shit. Yeah, yeah. Remy destroyed that. I mean, my man, what's what's my, the singer? What's um um Ty Dolla Ty Dolla Sign murdered that man. Incredible man. Yeah, he's incredible. Not only that, he's a good nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a, he's a, he's a good nigga. And he keeps it real. Right. You know, a lot of niggas is full of shit in this business. He's a real one. You understand what I'm saying? You yeah. tell a nigga, yo, let's work, and he's, you know, hits you right back. Yo, let's do it. Send him a joint, send it right back. That's dope. You know, that's how you, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's what it was all about. Yeah. So he's a good dude. The video's out, and now we finally, you know, we've been talking a lot of shit, me and Remy, for like the last eight months about this album. Right. Now we finally get to uh let, you know, the critics and everybody. The fans. Who knows. What's up, mama? The fans everybody and everybody. Who loves hip-hop. You know, yeah. 
Not really. The, the, the fans don't get it yet. They get it February 17th. February 17th is the release and, date. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, you guys, you know. Yeah, no you doubt. guys who, who they really believe get to hear the album. Okay. And I've never been more uh, confident in my life. That's dope, man. Shit crazy. That's dope. Why is the video, how is it working with Tidal? Oh, with Tidal, you know, um, well, you know, they for the artists. They okay. pay the artists three times more than anybody else. Um they, they've been, you know, I'm independent. So, uh, meaning put your money where your mouth is, you know, and every time I reach out to title, they're willing to, to help me out and support whatever project we do. So it's very important that we put it on there exclusively, you know what I'm saying? And just for about two, three days, but you know, it's just, you know, they always support us, man. You know, so we, we, we give them back the title and, and let them, Remy asked me the same question. Yo, why shit always come out of title? I said, yo, man. Fuck out of here, man. Title's <laughs> the hottest shit is for the artists. Yeah, you right, Joe. You right. <laughs> uh, have you seen them do things that you've never seen? Like I've never seen it. Right. Like, like, I've never like seen what are some it. of the things? It's just support, man. If we put out a video on title, you know, they'll go and put up banners and all the fucking social media shit. They'll they, they you know, yo, Joe, yo, we you know, we want you know, like this party they they, they wanted to pay for it but right. but you know we we left it open for everybody you know what i'm saying like all our friends spotify apple music everything but they support the artists man up and coming independent artists everything like there's just no way around it like i've never seen nobody support more you know what i'm saying that's facts that's crazy man and at, at this, they don't want no money from you and at this like point that. in your career too which is crazy because you've been through it all Man, I've been through everything you could think of, man. I know I know who's a good person, who's not. You know what I'm saying? Who's a man of their word or who's somebody who's really honest and who's not. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, when I co-sign certain things, you know what I'm saying? They, they, it's definitely the right thing. Now, it's crazy how everything is lining up because this was also the week that they premiered the Unsung episode. Yo, it's great, yo man. first of all, I got to shout out my wife. She's never done an interview in over 20 years. Ever. Yeah, I had to bribe her heavy Chanel bags, bro. <laughs> she didn't want to. She didn't want to do she it. She was so fucking. She drank. It was like fucking nine in the morning. She drank Hennessy and shit. She, she was fucking <laughs> nervous as fuck. She didn't want to do it. You know, my son and my daughter, they dying to right, do yeah, this yeah, shit. Yeah, your, your daughter was yeah, like, my yeah, daughter ready to go. A great dad. Yeah, but my wife, she ain't, she ain't with that shit. Yo, what I loved about it, man, was um. That they have fifty on there, man. That's crazy. They huh? have fifty, and and and, and the just, way the world is, man. Right. right, me and this guy was warm. We would have killed each other somewhere, and now because of that, I think we respect each other so much. Yeah, that's what he said. Where, he said he said uh, ex enemy might be a better friend. Mm. No, he's somebody. a fucking. He's telling the truth. Right. Mm. You know, he's telling the truth. And, uh, you know, with me and him, you know, we, we shook hands because of Chris Lighty. Right. And, man, he kept his word. I kept my word. No funny business. I've hung out with his crew. He's hung out with my crew. But I mean by myself with his right, crew. Right, 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 right. Him by himself right. with Terror Squad. I mean literally in the lion's den, nothing, hanging, chilling, no funny style, everybody cooling, everybody. It's all, you know, it's like love. It's That's just, beautiful, though, man. I mean, nah, I mean it is, and we got to show the youth, right. man. Cause the youth, they, they, they need, you know, we never really had niggas to look up to. Right. So them people, they look up to us, the youth. So we gotta show them, yo, you could be warring and everything, but peace is always better than, than war. Right. That's the, that's where I'm at as a man. You know what I'm saying? Not just musically, just how I present myself in life is sh showing really positive aspects, still keeping it real. Right. But 
showing positive aspect to the youth and letting them know that they're special, that they can become whatever they want, because what they really need is hope. Yeah. I know we heard Jesse Jackson and all them niggas say that back in the day, but it was the fucking truth. Right. They need, you know, I didn't believe when I was 18, 17 years old, I, nothing was going to, you know, I was going to die, go to jail. I didn't believe in nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck that. Every day you, you did too. Every, every day you left your house, you thought, yo, fuck I mean, it. They can kill me or yeah, I'll kill a nigga. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's how it was. Right. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I ain't never leaving these four corners right here. I don't give a fuck. That's, yo, can you take us back to that moment though where, um, y'all were at the event for Chris Lottie, you know, rest mm -hmm. in peace, and 50 reached out his hand. Like, like, what was that like, man? Oh man, it was a lot of anger. It was like, uh, it was one of the moments in my life. I only had that two times. I don't think I could tell you about the first time. <laughs> no, 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 it's real talk yeah. in real time. You, Cause this really happening. This is not a dream, guys. This is reality. We, we really doing the combat jack show yes, right sir. now. Okay. Yes, you understand what I'm saying? In real life, I had seen the nigga I had beef with one time and the whole shit's Time, nigga. Gravity slowed like life. You zoomed like, in. Like a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the shit just slowed up. Like I was driving. I've been looking for this nigga a long time. I was like, and uh, the whole world, like the car went kilometers per seconds. Like the whole world stopped. <laughs> it like slowed up where I was looking like, oh, I'm going to get this nigga like it. Right? And um, same thing with like when 50 threw out his hand because he did a lot of disrespectful shit yeah. to me. And I never had nobody ever disrespect me like that. Publicly, like on the yeah, biggest stage. Yeah, that was disrespect. Right, you right. know what I'm saying? So, you know, with me, you know, i am be honest with you. So when he did that, it was just mad shit was racing through my head. Like, you know, I was just looking at him like, I mean, the look was this. Like, are you serious? Like, are like you looking at him like, for real, right, nigga? Right, like, right. <laughs> like, like, you serious, nigga? You know how much disrespect <laughs> you done did, nigga? And, uh... Yo, I was at the VMAs back in Miami, back way back <laughs> when y'all was like, I was like, yo, y'all going at it on the VMAs. The VMAs, yo, them niggas, man, and it was a bad decision because the niggas never invited me to VMAs again. <laughs> yeah, I lost it. I seen them first time ever. Right. I seen them with my own eyes, so I started blacking out on the fucking show, you know. And then, and then the, the FBI kicked me out the building. FBI. Ah, niggas with wallets this big. You ever seen an FBI? I hope you never see it. Nah, I don't want to see it. Shit that. look like they pull the shit out. Like, yo, it ain't a, it ain't, it ain't the cop Wait, badge, nigga. It's some shit like this. They walked you out the building? My nigga, the minute I came off stage, niggas was like, FBI, get the fuck out the building. Don't you know? Cause, cause President Bush's daughters was there. Right. So they was in there and they was, the nigga was screaming at me. Just some two white niggas. Like, yeah. nigga had the badge that said FBI this big. Like, it was some big shit. And I, I you know, I left out the building and that was that. And right. then he was black. I was home when I seen him blacking out on TV. Yeah, I was like, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I thought we was going to fight there in front of the whole yeah. MTV. I mean, it was tense. Yeah. That, that, no, I thought we was going to literally fight like in the middle of the right, stage right, like right. i thought i was oh, that would have been ill b no i thought it was that's though. crazy i swear to god that was, that i'm not one of the the the, the, the rare hip-hop beefs that you thought it was going to be something like you know how people get on wax and like ah that's it's just wax but that one was like yeah somebody's gonna get touched because it was just getting too crazy yeah way it was crazy, crazy but you know hey man so when, when, you, when you shook his hand man like how did like what was that change like man you know you could 
I don't want to give too much away, but you could really, really suck a fat Joe because, you know, I'm so much of a man of my word. I'm so much a stand-up guy. I'm, I so much live by the morals and the code that once I give, I can't sneak you. Right. I can't give you my word and go back on my word and do some shit to you. That ain't me. Like, you know what I'm saying? My shit is, you know, when I squash something, give you my hand or something like that, it's really over. And I've been snuck. I've yeah, been yeah, yeah, gave yeah. niggas my hand, and they <laughs> two days later, fuck Joe, that nigga. This uh, I'm like, oh my god, you know, I've been. I've, that's happened right. in real life. So you know, but you know, I gave him my word, and then you know, always with the eye open, and then you know, through time, it was more like you know, it was just love. You know what I'm saying? That's came dope, to man. Miami, yo, come to Miami, my nigga, yo, come, come see me. Then we hanging and all that. It's all good, man. That's crazy, man. You know, another thing that, that, that really felt good last year, man, was hearing you and Jay on the record, man. Oh, yeah, that felt real good. I mean, like like that, like, you know what I'm saying? Not a lot historic. of people were privy to that. I never thought that was going to happen. Not a lot of people were privy to that type of... I always wanted it to happen. Right, right, right. You know, speaking from an honest, honest perspective, I always wanted it to happen, you know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, you never, you know, as a man... If you want to go street, you want to go uh, gangster shit, war, uh, you're always – see, I don't rate a nigga who, who bullies and, and picks on the weak. I can't rate you. Right. Like I can't be like, yo, he's a real nigga. He beat up four guys that went to church and never f- swing back. <laughs> I can't do that. But your battles are, me- are measured by who you go to war with. That's how I respect a person. So now – um. As an MC, as a lyricist, I want to prove to the world and prove to 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 the people that I'm worthy enough to get on a track with Jay Z right. and spit equal to Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, and that's why unsung. That's why Fat Joe in his mind feels he's underrated. That's why Fat Joe, because I'm I'm as good as everybody. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying, and, and and I've never seemed to really get that credit. That's the that's the whole point of this album. You know, Remy got something to prove. Remy was female of the year two years before, two years in a row. She went to jail for seven years. Mm-hmm. Now she coming home. She feel like female of the year to me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. She want to prove something. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with me. With me, it's like okay. The way I view it, maybe I'm hallucinating or whatever, but I feel like niggas know I had beef with 50 Cent. That's gone. Right. Any nigga that love 50 Cent or is a 50 Cent G-Unit fan, they're like, nah, they fuck with each other. I can't be mad at this nigga. Fifth is cool with him. And this and that. I had the ears. You know how the horse got the, the blinders? Yeah, 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 yeah. Some niggas had their earmuffs on. Like, Because Fat Joe been spitting the fuck out of shit. And niggas was like, nah, fuck, yeah, he got beat. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, on a different level. Like, on a, I've been spitting on a different level, B. Like, I'm not a regular nigga. Like, I'm not spitting on a... I'm really spitting. Right. Like, but some niggas got their earmuffs on, like, fuck that nigga. Ah, he got beef with it. So them niggas uh, took their earmuffs off. Right. And then whoever thought subliminally or whatever, Joe got beef with Jay-Z. And now they see us on the song together and they see us rocking out. Their earmuffs is on. Mm. So what happens to people is nine out of ten people or ninety-nine out of a hundred people get to the one yard line and they fumble. Mm. This is human nature. Right. Fat Joe don't fumble B. 
he don't fumble. So that's why I'm so excited about this album because now niggas took their emos off and they're going to be like, Yo, but Joe, man, you're sleeping on this nigga. Why do you think? I mean, do you like you dropped a record twenty four years? That's when you you came out twenty four years ago. Crazy, and you've been having hit. I mean, twenty sixteen. <laughs> you know how fucking hard it is yeah, to have a hit, especially yeah. with a with a New York cat. The way it's sounding, way, yeah. like New York, like how motherfuckers sleeping on you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why I love all the way up so much because it's it. it it finally solidified something. There's a lot of ways. I don't want to, excuse me, ladies. I don't want to jerk my own dick off on your show. <coughs> you know, for nah, now, nah. I'm just being honest with you. Right. I could tell you easily shit that, 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 that sound arrogant, but it's, but it's the truth. Like all our ancestors, everybody that we ever loved, every pioneer we ever loved, never ever 20 something years. I'm talking about the greats of all time. And there's some greats. Who I can't even tell you I'm better than them. I wouldn't even disrespect right. myself. They never came 20 some years. They ain't never come to my age and spit like I'm spitting. I'm talking about the greats, the niggas on the high, on the pyramids right. of rap. The Nigga, I wouldn't even I, I don't even, I don't even look right in the picture with these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, that's the golden. You know, I wouldn't even play myself. I'd be like, are you crazy? Them niggas never did this. You get what I'm yeah, saying? For real. And I think all the way up was was a, 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 a big stepping stone to solidify. Right. Not only that, I tell you, I I, I respect people because of their battles. I went to jail. I fought the taxes shit. Niggas sleeping on me. Remy went to jail. You know, how many people came out of jail eight years later nah. and fucking supremacy, very, nigga, I, I don't double even know. platinum, I don't Grammy even know. nominated? I mean, no disrespect to no Slick one. Rick or, or whomever. Right? Yeah. I ain't even I mean, think of Rick. Young, but you know what I'm saying? He's one of the my greatest. favorites of all time. The exactly. greatest. Yeah. That don't happen, bro. So what I'm trying to tell you is this is recorded history going on right now. You know what I'm saying? And I know it. You know what I'm saying? And so... That's why this album is so, this, this album is phenomenal, B. I, I let, I let King tell you, but you know what I'm saying? Like this shit really retarded. King of New York. Nah, I don't talk like that. <laughs> Listen. Nah, I don't talk like that. Hey, don't talk like that. Come on, don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, listen. No, I'm saying it. Put it on but, me. But what? King, we got to get past that because I think we passed that. Yeah, we passed that. Where everybody's trying to be the king. And you hear Joe talking about nah, it's a time of peace be, right nah, now. Nah, we got it, man. We got to bring that back. We got to bring the bar back. He ready to go. He ready to go. Hey, his views is by himself. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I, do, I don't really think I, I'm for real king. No disrespect to your opinion. I don't think I'm king of New York. Um, it's just I just think I, I think I'm a, just a, 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 a pillar of the community. You know what I'm saying? We got we got several niggas that that that, that make a certain quality of music and and represent the culture and, and hip hop and and where you know and you know come on. I'm one of them niggas, know what I'm saying? But to say King, I'm better than everybody, that would be See, crazy. We came out of that. I think we came out of that era. And I think right now is the point where it's like Cash just got to gotta, gotta solidify their legacy, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, man, Cash got to support each other. All billion Cash got to support each other. I mean, like I said, percent. like, look at... Look, and we got to support these little niggas. Yeah. 
It's the truth. Yeah. Let me ask you something, man. Mm-hmm. What was? How did your situation with Jay start? Man, I don't even comment on that. That right. was twenty something years yeah, ago, yeah. man. And um, uh, completely my fault. It was always my fault. That's real talk. You know what I'm saying? But I don't elaborate on that because they ain't about nothing. But right. I take the blame. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Fat Joe was, he was just on some bullshit back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Yo, come making that transition. Your hobby talking about Fat Joe like he's another <laughs> nigga. <laughs> yo, yo, make third it, person. Yo, right? Joe, making that, that transition from the streets to the industry. How hard was that? Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, if I tell you the truth, I was explaining it to somebody over there. I actually forced myself to be pussy. What you mean by that? I forced myself to be pussy. That's what I mean. <laughs> so what happened was, what happened was, you know, no other rapper, and this is a fact, did the street shit like me. No other rapper did the street shit like me. It's impossible. To do what I did on the streets. They just didn't. No one will even come after this show and tell you no. Coffin warehouses and all of that. They can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? I did it for real. Like, you know what I'm saying out there? And so what happened is <coughs> when I try to come into the industry and so Chris Lighty signed me. He was a yeah. Bronx nigga. He was a real nigga. I can't even tell you some of the things I watched him do just as an innocent bystander on the street. He was a street nigga too. Before he was in the industry, I seen him with my own eyes, right? I could tell you what I see with these eyes. Not what I heard, not what I hear. Just the innocent Bronx nigga being at parties and all that nigga was putting in work. Cool, right? So now, that's one thing for him to come and respect a street nigga and say, all right, I'm going to put you on this. But it's another thing for me to become a, a mogul or an executive in this business. When I try to make that move, when I had pun... And I went to meet Steve Rifkin, nine to 10 different niggas in this industry, executives, called Steve Rifkin that day and said, do not put this nigga on. This guy's a drug dealer and extortion. He's a this, he's a that. It's all right. When I met my wife, they told her father the same thing. Right, right, right. She from Queens. Every drug dealer in Queens was like, he's an extorterer. He's a killer. He's a drug dealer. Was, Don't let her. Was, like, was it valid? Was niggas, that they nah, saying? I'm, I'm saying I was, allegedly, you know, he's in the street yeah, yeah, allegedly, yeah. right? So, so they called and thank God Steve Rifkin was probably attracted to it. Mm. And he told me before we had the meeting, yo, I got like 10 phone calls and that to me. And we signed pun without a demo. Yo, I'm going to do it with you. That's why I worship that guy to, to the day I die, right? And But because of that, I had to purposely make myself pussy. I would have smashed everybody. Like, what? You ain't playing my record? Are you serious? Like, I just went crazy right, on niggas, that's what right? You're saying, right? So what I was doing was trying to political. I had the most sucker niggas in the world tell me, yeah, I ain't feeling this record, can't play it right now. I'm like, it's disrespectful, huh? It's disrespecting you, huh, Joe? Disrespect, <laughs> nigga. I'm like, I'll try better next time. Yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> nah, I'll try better next time. Don't worry about it. So I had to purposely, right? because I knew nobody want to deal with an animal. Right. So I knew from the drug game that the connects would give the pussy nigga the work. Rather than the guy who was so a killer, because he turned around and tell a connect, yo, I ain't got your money and what, nigga, and that's that. Right. So the connects on the street, business is business, legit or bad. 
So the connects on the street would never give the nigga to extort and kill niggas the work because the nigga was going to turn around and kill him or tell fuck you. So I knew this industry already had one eye open like, yo, this guy is bad news. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to be extra nice. So when, when you left, you was telling these niggas, oh, my God, I didn't know. These, everybody said, so that's was the, that, that was like a five, seven-year process right. of like, USA, you know what I'm saying? USA <laughs> shit. To just let me like, take a deep breath. Let me let these people know <laughs> I'm changing my life. I'm good now. I'm about my music. Right. That's it. That's crazy, man. How did um how did Diamond D hear about you? Man? Ooh, well, we grew up together. Okay. So we uh we grew up I was fortunate, man. Right. You know, I grew up in the birthplace of rap. And literally so across the street from my grandmother's building, 1420, Washington Avenue, y'all can verify these shits. Fact check. 1420, Mr. Ness, Scorpio from the Furious Five. Damn. Lived across the street from my grandmother, 1420. You're talking pioneers. Like, no, the, the real, real pioneers. pioneers. I'm yeah. talking about the birth of hip hop. Yeah. My brother was the crate boy for Grandmaster Flash. Stop, and Grandmaster Flash on, lived Joe. on Cypress Avenue. Right. I'm telling you what I know, B. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. My brother, as a, and I'm only five years old, my right. brother would bring back the black and white flyers to give out. You know, part of you being blessed to be Grandmaster Flash Crate Boy was you would, now you're, you, you worked your way into giving out some free flyers for the nigga on Third Avenue and Southern Boulevard. You know, slavery records, right? right, right, right? right. So the nigga, so my brother giving out boxes of flyers, right? My brother used to sneak me back to Zulu Nation, uh, Tape, so I used to hear, I used to hear some shit, right? So, um, Ruby D, first Latino rapper. Ruby D. Him, fantastic romantic. Ruby D lived two blocks away from me, Davidson Projects. That nigga had like nine brothers and they all, they had their own softball team. Yeah. (laughs) It was the nicest niggas in the world. When I was a little kid, used to watch them play softball. Melly Mel used to come through my block in the one ninety. Love Bug Starsky living my projects. That's crazy. So I'm letting you know Joe Crack was in the birth. When these niggas see me, when Melly Mel and them see me, they say, yo, that's Angel Little Brother. They to this day, they don't say fat Joe. They got some shit in do in the Bronx called Old Timers Day every year, and I always go and salute them. And they be like, yo, that's Angel's brother. Look at little Joey. They don't call me fat Joe. That's crazy. And all the way up, number one this summer. Yeah. And I'm out there saying what's up, and they be like, yo, it's little Joey. Yo, that's this. Nigga, I'm not much embedded in the hip-hop culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, as a little kid. So you started writing at at, at a little kid. Oh, as a a little little kid, kid. emulating my brother. So my brother was... Uh, he was possibly the first Latino rapper that never made it. Mm. So he was just, he used to write raps and I used to try to be him. And then, uh, trying to impress my brother, I started writing raps and then going to school and battling niggas. Like I tell people, I was the first Eminem. Man, I went to junior high school where no Puerto Rican had juice. It was all black. Completely black, my nigga. And I walk in school, junior high school, the first day with the diddy bop, the long blonde hair. <laughs> Niggas is like, oh, no, we not used to this. And then they battle rapping in the thing. And I'm like, nigga, suck my dick. Fuck your bitch. I'm telling you. <laughs> Niggas, oh, my God. Like, who the fuck this nigga think he is? Like, you know what I mean? And, um. And that, and that, and that's how it happened. And I never, I never changed. And when one time I almost got beat up and, um, in, in, 
in Queens because I went to my, my uncle's projects in Queens in the summer and they started battle rapping. I'm battle rapping them and I'm telling them niggas suck my dick, bitch, fuck you, this, this. We battle rapping right. niggas. Them niggas ain't never hear Spanish talk like that. Them niggas about to chase me to my <laughs> uncle's house. About a hundred niggas. My uncle's like, no, you got to understand he's from the Bronx. Over there they talk like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. niggas. It's like, yo, shit like that. Like, it was on. Like, it was a, you know, I never really, uh, I never gave a fuck, man. Yo, let me ask you this question, man, because mm-hmm. you mentioned Ruby D. I'm saying one of the illest Puerto Ricans. I'm Ruby D the and first. I'm a Puerto Rican. You, you might tell by the way that I'm speaking. speaking. You, you have all these black. pioneers that were Latino, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Like, what happened in the representation of hip-hop? Uh, maybe they weren't big, business savvy. Right. Um, the fly Spanish nigga was Tito from the Feelers. hmm you know what I'm saying? And then Charlie cool. Chase probably made it further than everybody with the cold crush. Maybe if they would have blew, blew up, right. you know. You know, I was thinking about that myself. Do you know who's the first Puerto Rican to, like, really blow in black music was um Lisa Lisa? Yeah, Nicole Chan. That's crazy. And, um, but, you know, they paid a part. If you go, I tell people, listen, if you go back to day one, hip-hop is black and Spanish. Yeah. Whether they break dancing, whether they write graffiti, is day day one. You know, some people get mad at me when I say some shit like that on Instagram. Fuck you, nigga. You don't know. I'm like, yo, B. From day one. You got to go back to the the pyramids. You got to go back to the first picture in hip hop. It's there. Was was Whip a Whip? Whippy Whip was Puerto Rican. Now, let me tell you about Whippy Whip. Whippy Whip from my block. Okay. Now, Whippy Whip Wop used to get dusted. So we used to go, him and another nigga named, yo, this is crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. This nigga had bifocals. His name was Cool cool Cow. So them niggas be dusted. So we be saying, do the whip wop, do the whip wop. And he be going in, he be going in circles. Like he's, he be in circles. Like, like, you know, like, you know how you trying to get dizzy? Yeah. Five hours dusted. Whip wop, do the whip wop. Yeah. Yo, yo, and yo. we had a song. Now we was bad niggas. Yo, yo, man. We done, up for having them do that. We the gas a nigga to jump off the roof. Like we was bad niggas, man. And uh, then they had a nigga that used to be with whip wop. His name was Cool Cow. Cool cow. So we had a song. So we go cool, cool cow, cool, cool cow, cool, 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 cool cow, cool, cool cow. And yo, that nigga start doing his dance. <laughs> cool, cool. They be dusted out. They fucking minds. You hear me? Whippy whip wop. That's crazy. And cool cow. They had another nigga, Spanish nigga. He had a uh he had a song, man. He used to be dusted too, but he was really dope. He never blew, but right. he had so a record on wax. He had a blow. nigga on on wax. What do you what are you just saying? Ladies, sweet ladies, shake your body, girls, sweet ladies. That nigga had a real record, man, and he was really, really dope. And he was a fat nigga, used to get dusted. I mean, I was in the belly of the beast of hip hop culture, man. Like, I was born there, right? You know, Palestine, Israel, nigga. I was born in yeah. in the Bronx, nigga, in the Mech. Hey, yo, internet! Thanks again to Bevel for supporting this week's episode of the Combat Jack Show. You deserve a shave that's going to leave you smooth, bump-free, and ready to take on the world looking your best. Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin, can help you achieve the perfect shave. Bevel is dermatologist-approved and proven to prevent and reduce razor bumps. There's no other shaving system that's going to give you the relief that a Bevel razor will. Your first kit comes. Your first kit comes with everything you need to get started: a Bevel razor a brush, as well as priming oil, shave cream, and restoring balm, and as many blades as you'll need to keep yourself right until the next kit arrives. 
Everybody's hair and skin is different and requires different methods of care, but Bevel has a system that works for almost everyone. Go to getbevel.com slash jack to order your Bevel today and get that first month for free. That's getbevel.com slash jack to get your first month of your Bevel subscription for free. And now back to the show. Growing up with these pioneers and then you being one of the members of Digging in the Crates. Like, motherfuckers, motherfuckers don't even think about no, that was crazy. How we put out an album this year, yeah. digging in the crate studio. So what happens is, uh, I mean, you got so I'm gonna explain it to you. you. I'm gonna explain it to you. So in my projects is Lord Finesse, yes. Showbiz, and Diamond. And uh, Lord Finesse was the best rapper in the game at the time. Yeah. So Finesse was my man Rob, and I used to chill with him. And then one day he said, "I got a deal. I'm rapping." And we just the biggest liar I ever seen. Like we swore this nigga was lying. There was no hope. Cats right. wasn't getting deals? Hell fucking no. Talking about the mid, one day the, we the listening to Red Alert. Right. And they start playing all that fun, the funky technician. Funky technician and all that. And we was like, oh, this is strictly for the ladies. No if. And we went to his video. We was like, oh, this my shit is God. real, yo. That shit right there inspired me all the way to where, yo, you can make it. <coughs> See what I mean about going to them kids and offering them hope? Yeah, yeah. Because that alone inspired me. That's I would crazy. never that be changed here. changed your life. Changed my life. That let me know, like, yo, I hustle, I get money, I, I flip this music, right? And then I used to get into trouble a lot, and um, Diamond D one day pulled me over. I'll never forget. It's light pole down the block from my <clears> building. He was like, yo, Joe, you get in trouble out here. You be wilding. You this. Why don't you do it in music? He said, I'll pay for the studio. We That's went to D-Rock studio. He produced three demos, and one of them was Flojo that really blew up. Red Alert played it and then became number one in America, number one rap single. Yeah, yeah. Diamond D changed my life completely crazy, and man. did my whole first album, most of my first album. Him and Lord Finesse and Showbiz and uh, the Beat Nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Beat Nuts helped me a lot too. Like uh, we ran out of money to mix it. So let me tell you what happened. So the day I got signed, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. So here I am trying to tell her something. Something, you know, and then she gets cancer and I'm there with the, de- with the doctor. So the doctor's telling throat cancer. They cut my mom's from ear to ear. So the doctor was saying, yo, um, if it was my mother, I would let her live six months. I couldn't put her through the this and that chemo. She probably never make it. She's weak. She probably won't make the operation. So, so my mom's, my mom's went through chemo. That didn't work. Then it was like, look, there's a 1%. This is a true story. There's a 1% chance she can make it. My mom's just like, we the 1%, Joey. We the ones this. She went. She did the operation. Her head came out like a fucking basketball. Her tongue was this thick. And um, I forget why. All right. So what happens is so when she had the operation, I took my whole advance from my first album. I made $50,000 after I paid the studio, ten Jazzy J Studio, ten fifteen thousand. I paid 35000 to a, a nurse because my mom didn't want to sleep alone that right. night. And these nurses used to cost four or $500 an hour. They private, I don't know what you call them, like private nurses, like professional. They rob you. So my whole advance went to them. So I didn't have nobody to, to, to engineer and mix my album and the beat nuts mix my whole album for me. That's crazy, man. You know? That's crazy, man. Yeah, Eve, Jungle Room, Jungle Room. Huh? Jungle Room, we doing the album listening in Jungle Room. Jungle Room? Yeah. Yeah, Jungle Room. Jungle City. Jungle City. Oh, God bless. 
Keep it tight ass. I'm in combat jet. Eve Rivera, vet, best video nigga in the world. Bye bye. Facts. 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 Right. Yo, I gotta ask you a question about your first record, man. All right. Your very first record. So, here you are, man. Over the years, you became such a legend and a rucker. Like you know I'm saying, oh, you became yeah, such a said, presence. Fuck the rucker. rucker. But in your first record, you was like never liked the ball. So the hell, so hell with the rucker. rucker. How did you? Make no, that? It was just a bar. Right. It was. It was never true. Right. It was just an ill bar. Nobody would diss the rucker, so I dissed the rucker. You heard the unsung 50 yeah, cent. Yeah, I was 50 yeah. cent before 50 yeah, cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying stupid shit. Like, and, and I'm at the rucker, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Niggas is like, oh, man, yo, that's that nigga who dissed the yeah, rucker. But, you know, it was a bar. Right, it right. was like fucking Roy Jones. Right. It was wrong. It was creative, I knew, I knew Roy license. Jones. Even Roy Jones was forced to lean back. That yeah. shit was dead wrong. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, it was a bar. Yeah. I almost got beat up because of that shit. Roy Word. Jones. Roy, you know Roy Jones yeah, stepped to me. That. That'd take you an hour, Yo, bro. You need <laughs> 10 shows for that. <laughs> he the last nigga stepped to Fat Joe trying to knock Fat Joe out. Like, then that nigga really stepped to me. Roy Jones Jr. That's crazy, man. Damn, man. Yo, um, pun, right? Um, We in Pun's house. He used to live in a garage in uh Castle Hill. And we had to do a song together, right? People were collaborating at the time. and But I told them, yo, we can't use an East Coast song because the West Coast niggas don't even feel East Coast niggas. But if we turn around and use a West Coast the joint, illest joint. And, 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 and Deep Cover <coughs> was like a New York sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was by the guards, it was Snoop and Dre. You knew that was going to get the West Coast pass. And then, but New York, we do it, it'd be crazy. And, uh, the shit turned around and we rocked out. Now, dead in the middle of Little Italy was, listen to me, it wasn't even a rap. It was a joke. So, Pum would be like, packing the Mac in the back of the egg, packing the Mac in the back. And he would be like, dead in the middle of Little Italy, Little Italy, like it was a joke to him. Right. Literally trash. A joke. Like a fucking joke. And I told him, yo, you know that dead in the middle of little, let's put it there. He was like, get the fuck out of here, twin. That shit is whack. This, nah. That's a fucking joke. Yo, this, that's this, one that. of the illest bars ever. Yo, my nigga, I forced him. Hip -hop. I argued that with so that nice. nigga. He put it in there and that was that. That was that when when that when nah, you nah, just nah, heard that, that shit? Let me tell you something. We would do deep cover. I was about to exaggerate and say 20 times, but a good seven, eight times. And we couldn't perform it. By the time it go dead in the middle, little, little, oh. little, that's it. The crowd. It was, I literally watched like the Apollo theater try to crack and that, the, the mezzanine, the second. No, I watched the it. Like, niggas was trying to break it. Like, like dead in the room. Me and Punk came out and we had the two furs on, the gray furs on together. We was dressed like twins. So fly, icy. And everybody was done that. Dead in the middle, a little. Y'all watch niggas with say the shit was shaking. Top five. No, but you're not listening. You're not listening. I'm listening. I'm just saying that's top five bar. I literally, I swear to God, I swear to my daughter, I swear to my kids, I swear to everything. I literally watched the second floor of the Apollo, where at one point I was in fear. I can't even lie. The nigga Ebro was in there. That's the first time I ever seen him. Right. I literally was in fear of the second floor collapsing mm -hmm. in the Apollo. 
Like it's like they must make that shit out of spandex or some shit, some, some bendy shit, some shit that bend, because that shit was going. And I'm watching it. You remember at that time niggas was exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. So niggas is trying to break the bar. They couldn't take it. <laughs> that in the middle, they was like, oh, <laughs> niggas is trying to break the Apollo. Like, and then we stop it. Two fat niggas go back, fly as fuck, go back behind stage again. And niggas like, <sighs> like you hear the crowd just boom, boom, boom. And then we step out, ready for war, Joe. <laughs> that in the middle. Ah! Niggas Yo. is trying to kill themselves, stop the music, walk to the back of the Apollo again. And just kept doing that shit like eight nines. It was the most disgusting shit you ever seen in your life. <laughs> it was. It was like we. That shit was unfair, bro. Because you see a nigga, he was so big, and they couldn't believe that he had such birth control. Birth control. Breath control. Yeah. And not only that, when you saw him in person, he was really going dead in the middle. Little, 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 we know that we riddle. He was really doing niggas. Oh, like this is a freak of nature. Yo, what made the nigga so ill? Nah, what made was, him ill? Was he? All right. First of all, he was so smart. Like book was, smart or like book smart. Not even reading book. I never even seen him read a book. He was just, he was a genius. There's just no way around it. Like he was a genius. Punk would go to sleep and wake up an hour later and write the song right on the paper. A song. Like he would dream the song. Hooks, this, this, and he was just—he was just too fucking nice, bro. Yep. Like there's just no way around it. There's niggas like that. There's right. Eminem's. There's DMX. There's Jay Z. There's, there's the big niggas like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigs. You know that that you just know like these guys are phenomenal. And he looked up to Coogee Rap and Big Daddy King. Mm. So that's what killed me when we did Pun's funeral and, and G-Rap came up to the casket. I was like, <sighs> I was like, murder. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, Rap, you know, yo, G, I was like, yo, you know, you was his guy. He was like, I know. You know, G-Rap don't go nowhere. 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 And then nigga, I was like, I asked like, G-Rap to like, come yo. on the show. He's like, how much you paying me? I was like, come on. <laughs> I was like, yo, G, he was like, yo, man. He said, I know. That's why I came. It was, it was amazing. Like Punch Funeral was real sad for me, and uh, it was a it was a beginning of a very very uh, hard two years of my life. Right. I fell into depression when Punch died. Real, real clinical, no clinical nigga, like going to a psychiatrist and all that. And uh, it was him, my sister, and my grandfather same time. And uh, um, with with the, the nigga Wyclef John. I never seen it to this day, nowhere, and no funeral, nowhere. Wyclef Jean walks in with a guitar and a speaker. Like he had the guitar to the speaker, and he started just playing, you know, the Wyclef Jean, and then he had the two niggas. Oh, with big pun. Like, you know. Oh, my God. It, then he had the two niggas. It was like, they must have planned this. <laughs> the two niggas came out and started like going, Maria, Maria. <laughs> She remind me of a West nigga. We crying, like, you know, fucking. I had tears on my fucking toes, nigga. Yeah. Like niggas was just crying. The whole room was like it was Wyclef Jean. He's a fucking gangster for that. B. I never seen that to this day in no funeral in my life. Nigga literally walked in with a guitar with his own speaker. It was a speaker. 
And niggas is like, yo, what's up with this nigga? <laughs> you, know, you know you're not supposed to listen to music. At least Puerto Ricans. They don't listen to music when niggas die. Mm. You turn off the radio. You, you, it's like disrespect. If a Puerto Rican nigga die that you know somebody, family man, and you call him and there's music in the background, that's For right. that little yeah, three yeah. days or whatever, it's a problem, bro. You got to turn that music down. So when that nigga walked in, I was like, yo, what's up? And that nigga, them niggas smashed that shit. Like, yo, Wyclef, man. So, yo, listen, man. Like, you He's you incredible. were you were Pun's mentor, right? You was, yes, you was mentor. Course. How was it mentoring him, man? Uh, was, he, was he hard-headed? Did he give you a lot of trouble, man? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. He was... It's the same thing. Yo, my son, man, Rosso Valley, he's on this album. He made the hook cooking. Um, this nigga did four years of college and two years when they ain't got no common sense. And Palm was a genius, but he was so fucking ignorant, man. He would shoot at old ladies, man. He would, what you mean he would shoot at like, old ladies? Literally, like, it would be like he would have the only nigga in the Bronx with a big body... 500 bands, and he would go to a supermarket, the window would come down, and have the super soaker with the water, the lady's pushing the cart, and he's shooting them with the water. You know, a nigga come out, he throw eggs at them niggas, this, like, just dumb, dumb shit. shit. And niggas, the cops, and they, niggas worshipped Pun. Pun lived in the middle, he's the only rapper ever went double platinum, millionaire living in the middle mm. of the hood, the middle of the hood. 19, so you had to argue with this nineteen this motor every time. Like what the every, fuck are you like doing? Me? Yeah, every time. That was a problem. That was a. F I was a psychiatrist, and the niggas just be, <laughs> the niggas be laughing at me. Him and Nori dumb. They both dumb. They both. You're so you was you was a square. My nigga, they was mad at me everywhere I went. They was like, oh, he come. Oh my god. This is the. The, 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 the fun the, killer, the right? The fun killer. That's what they call me, the fun killer. Like, yo, Jungle City, we doing the listening, Pretty Lou, if you coming. I'm doing the interview right now. Jungle City, the studio, man, 7 to 9, we doing the listening. But I got to get off the phone. I'm on the interview. Tell myself, what yeah, up, man? Hottest nigga in the city. Combat Jack and King send they love. Think of Chucker Battles. The reason I love Pretty Lou. Yo, his story's nigga, crazy, man. Yo, this nigga got real cancer, man. Every week. Nice. And I love the fact that he's sharing his story. I can't even do that. I, 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 yes. Like, last week I had a, a, a pain. It was like a toothache, but it wasn't no toothache. Like, I'm biggest pussy in the world, man. I'm, oh, I'm going to tend to, like, this guy's fighting cancer. Yeah. And then he I tells know. me sometimes it feels like if, the, like, your bones... A, a wrench, a mm. wrench. Niggas is going like this to your bones with a wrench. It's the hardest shit in the world. So that's why I, I, I love him so much. I'd be like, yo, Lou, you inspiring thousands, thousands, niggas. You ain't inspiring yourself or us. You inspiring the world, nigga. Niggas is tuned in, B. They watching you. You hosting clubs and shit. Going to your medication. Going like, come on, B. That's what I mean by fighting the battles. It don't yeah. have to be physical beef on the street. Just a stand-up guy. A guy who's just like, he, he he deals with whatever cause is dealt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Remy, man. What, what makes Christ. us so special, B? Like, and what makes y'all so special? I don't know what happened with Remy. Remy was like, she's born in the other side of the Bronx, but she 
she was born from the same terror squad mother, man. If they, if we have a surrogate mother, that bitch is DNA, man. Like she's the female us. She's on her bullshit. Don't play with her. Again. Do not play with her. Do not. She's everything. Just everything. Everything. She got the DNA down to a science. You know what I mean? And lyrically, you know, we already know she's what it so is. She's so disrespectful when you hear this album, boy. You're not even going to understand. But, but what's the magic, man? What do you think the magic is that when y'all come together, you well, and Remy me, I'm different. You know, I'm a, I'm a forcer. You know what I mean? When we started this album, Remy was on some, she just got married. She wasn't feeling like that Remy that you want to hear. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, she wasn't hungry? So or? every day, nah, it was just, she's different. She came out of jail. She, 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 you know. It was different, man. So I had to go. And even Pat Poos was standing in the corner just listening to me. And he was just like, he got it. Right. Like after the third day of doing the, he was like, I get it now. Nigga, you throw that battery in this bitch back. Like, you know, like nobody else. Mommy. Say hi to the interview. What's up? Say hi. Hey. What's up? Hey. hey. You were great on TV. I worship you. you look. Were, you were great on TV. You look great. They was talking about you on the unsung. <laughs> I love you. I worship you. You okay? Say hi to the interview, ma. Hey. I love you. Hey. I got to go, ma. I'm doing the interview right now. I love you. That's crazy. She's the best, man. But what, what's, what's her work ethic like, man? Who? Remy. But now it's a different Remy. Right. See, Remy is a businesswoman, and she's a very mature woman now. And she had seven years to think about what she was going to do, and uh, she's executing it to, like, a science. And uh, she knows what she wants. She's well-grounded. She got a good man by her side. Um you know, she's, they, they're a perfect team and, uh, and she's going to get it. You know what I mean? She, she, she's going to get it. Forget this album. She's going to get what she got coming to her. That's dope, man. She's blessed. And, uh, you know, uh, think about it. When you talk about blacks and Latinos, she comes out of jail. Most men don't even say, you know, most men don't stay with their woman. In real life, fuck jail. <laughs> she went to jail seven years. The man went to every visit. Mm. She came home. She married them. They did a TV show where they love each other. They're faithful to each other. That right there, man, do you know all the fucking fuckery we watching on TV? And you get to see some positive shit like that in the black and Spanish community. Then you get to see a girl that went to jail for seven years. They told her every day she was going to be a piece of shit. They ain't know. You know what the cops used to tell her? Ain't no fans out there waiting for you. That's crazy. You washed oh, up, to bitch. No, nah, straight up every day. You washed up, bitch. Ain't nobody going to be out there waiting for you. Ain't no fans for you. You ain't got shit. You ain't shit no more. Look, such and such won no war. Shit like that. We got, yeah. new, we got new chicks Killing them. We got new chicks They used to do that Lil Wayne, too. Right. Yeah, they used to be like, yo, you done. And um, she came out, figured it out. She took like a year to like know that there's an iPhone and shit. She needed a license. She needed all that. And then, um, 
you know, when we, you know, we kicked it as soon as, she, you know, before she came out and as soon as she came out, you know, me and her was going to like dinners and lunches frequently. Just not even talking about music at all. Just talking about life and right. shit. What's up, doing? sis? What you doing? Yo, yo, this. Just me and her love affair. Me and her going to lunch. Me and her going to dinner. Me and her just chilling. People would see us in re- random restaurants just vibing. And then, you know, but she, you know, she had a plan and she's executing her plan. You know, we, uh, I think Remy, I think, I don't want to speak for her, but I think she'll end up acting. Like, I think she's going to end up being a, a movie star. That's just, that's what I think. When it's all said and done, we're going to be looking at Remy movies. <laughs> that's just my opinion. Remy TV. She never said that. Right. But you see it. I see, I know it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know that's the, that's, 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 it's going to happen for us somehow. For somebody that, that, that discovers amazing talent. What is it like? What What is it that you have? What is it that you see? Well, I'm going to tell you what I could do, right? Um, there's a lot of people who have the opportunity to help others and don't do it. Uh, it's been very important for me that God bless me and put me in a position to help others. And, and that's one of the biggest gifts that I have given gotten in life is being able to help others succeed so for me it's like I'm, I'm you know christmas day i was dj khaled's guest the motherfucker rented two. dj khaled used to sleep on my couch bro mm-hmm. he rented two yachts and they tied them shits up in the middle of the water and we ate banana pudding and fried chicken and Niggas was jet skiing. The niggas literally. Yeah. It's my little brother. Right. He rented two yachts and tied them up. And I just sat there like the OG watching the ball games on the fucking yacht. My daughter jumping in the water. She is goddaughter, this and that. That's what it's all about to me. When we could, when we could do that with fucking Pat Poose. You're going to see him today. He's going to walk in with a $5,000 outfit with a fucking Rolex and diamonds and all that. And he's the, and he's, he's getting the, he's getting the side money. That nigga ain't even, you understand what I'm saying? I'm on crack. When I see my people win, I'm on crack. I've always been on crack. That's what's always fueled me. I I think that's what it is, man. It's, It's not even the work ethic or the skill and, and all that's that, all of that is there. But you, you know, you taking your advance money. And giving it to your moms. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. being an artist, and you know how the ego is when you put somebody yeah. on, and they stay, you know what I'm saying, like with pun. And like that the whole, like the, all the sacrifices you made, mm-hmm. even for like Terror Squad. Mm-hmm. Like all them cats that may or may not have made it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's what comes back to you, man. It gives you the longevity. Yeah, that's man. that. Um, you know what, comment? You know? I used to hear, I used to hear stories about how, you know, if, if, if pun was still here, Fat Joe was probably ready to take on that executive role, like, he, even well, though he was already just, still like, you, played the back. I literally played the back. You probably wouldn't have heard records like Lean Back or. We wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Or the R. Kelly joint. It wasn't until Pun died that I had no choice but to step up and, and assume the leader position. I wouldn't have did that. You was ready wouldn't have just, did What's Love. Right. I wouldn't have did none of that shit. It's crazy. I just kept doing underground shit. You know, at heart, I'm a digging in the crates. Like. I kill a million niggas on the record. Like, I wouldn't have made no hits. But once he died, I knew, yo, I got to feed niggas. So we got to go. We got to make hits. 
Yo, Joe, you work hard. You worked hard your entire career, man. And that situation with, with the tax thing, man, mm-hmm. where it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. You had to do four months, man. How, what'd that do to you? Oh, that put me on point. That, uh, uh, first of all, never scared. So I went in jail just like I'm talking to you. Not as a rapper, as niggas knew, yo. He ain't for jokes. He ain't for none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? He's, trust me, I could tell you those stories, right? That's for one. And they put me somewhere where I ain't even had my people. I went over there in Miami and did it on my own. I was the only New York nigga in jail. Mm. Uh, and shout out Chef Junior, Italian cat. He was in jail with me. But other than that, I was with a bunch of niggas I ain't know. Boom. I just took the time. Uh, I think the first day I was di- I was in jail, I laid, when I finally, after all this crazy shit, I laid down on the bed and looked up at the metal and shit. I threw the nigga off the bottom bed. He'd been there for one day. Yo, man, get the fuck to the top, man. So then I go, uh, I go, I go, uh, I lay down in the bed and I look at the metal top and I'm like, what the fuck is Joey Crack doing in here? I was like, man, I fly private jets. What the fuck am I doing in this fucking place? And I never felt, I never was depressed. I never was sad. I never was nothing. I took it as three months of exercise and started working out every day and just gathering my thoughts like, yo, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. And it really wasn't guaranteed. It wasn't till I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. It wasn't till I went to jail that I knew I was 40 years old. Because I've been hot for 20 years. I've been acting like I'm 20 years old forever. Going to the club, popping bottles, who gives a fuck, this and this and that. But they started a 40-year Nova basketball league, and niggas like, yo, OG, you joining the league? I was like, (laughs) league? 40 years old, nigga? Get the fuck out of here. And then I had to walk away and be like, yo, I'm fucking 40 40 years old, nigga. I couldn't believe that shit, nigga. I walked away like... They called me OG. They asked me if I could be in the senior citizen shit. I'm walking away like, yo, what the fuck? And that's when I knew, holy shit, you ain't got but much time to turn up on these Mm -hmm. niggas. I knew it. That's what it taught me. It was like, yo, listen, look at history. Nobody ever did this. Nigga, you got a small window to turn up and get that money back. And uh, so it bothers me when people say, first of all, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Second of all, it bothers me when I, when sometimes I put up a post on Instagram and niggas be like, yo, pay your taxes. Do you know how fucking much taxes I've paid in the last four years? Four years, maybe three to four million dollars. Pretty much every dollar I've been making, I've just been paying taxes straight up. I'm not all the way up. IRS is all the way up. Yeah, they all the way up. They all the way yeah, up. All the way up. Yeah. They Yo. told you to play that? Yeah. All right. All right. Beautiful. We're going to wrap this up, man. But um, I got I got a couple more questions mm-hmm. for you, man. Um, talk about your influence on Miami and how you helped us. Oh, city. man. Come on. How, did, how, how you really helped I mean, that city I, be the I appreciate music. Miami. Miami yeah. came to me at a time I fell in love with Khaled mm-hmm. before anybody knew who Khaled was. So all the shit you know him for, you like, yo, this nigga's crazy. That's what made me move to Miami. Khaled. Yes. Khaled and Cool and Dre. Mm, cool and Dre. Now, um, 
Now to be to be they executive produced this album with me. To be clear, this sound never New York. Falls, by the yeah, way. they New York is because of them. I wouldn't be in the game yeah. at this day and age right now if it wasn't for Cool and Trey. Now, New York was at a prop. See, if you go back to 1995, 96, Fat Joe was in every video in hip hop. I was loved everybody. New York became a very dark and ugly place where everybody started finally getting money and niggas thought they were better than these niggas and this is it turned into everybody beefing with each other. So I went to Miami because they embraced me. And then when I went over there, we got the working. Rick Ross got the working, Khaled got the working, Wayne, Lil Wayne right. got the work. Like we welcomed Lil Wayne into Miami. Mm. Yo, I just had a flood. Katrina. All right, come on, Wayne. Shit, right? You know how ill that shit is? It was one studio with Rick Ross when he first started with Khaled. The next door, next studio was Fat Joe. The next studio was Little Wayne. I forget who was in the next. Like, it was Timberland in the next one. That's crazy. Nigga, nigga. Scott Storch. Scott Storch, nigga. Niggas was going hard in that fucking studio, nigga. Like, nigga, niggas was just, yo, yo, get on this song, Joe, and yo, get on my album, and yo, come in my album, and yo, Wayne, you think you can make a hook for this? Yo, it was just so much uh, camaraderie, even to this day. Uh, you know, Rick Ross hit me the other day. I did the, the back on the block. What'd he say? I own the block. Yeah. Well, about to buy back the block. Yeah. It took me maybe 20 minutes to be like, yeah, my brother, I got you. Got on this shit. To this day, Fred the Godson, who's my little man, he got a song. He was like, yo, Joe, I need Rick Ross. I call him. 20 minutes later, Ross put the song, the, the, the verse on, on, on Fred. So, you know, we got that. Like, I could walk into the Wayne's fucking. In fact, no one has ever kept it realer with me than Little Wayne. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, your Wayne, I need you 100%. Yo, you want me to do it? Not a problem. I can fucking get him on your song. <laughs> you understand? Little Wayne is just the realest nigga. Like, he don't front. He yo, keeps it a buck. Yo, I heard this record. Raekwon was playing us some shit. Mm -hmm. I heard this new record with Wayne. Wayne was blacking out? Yeah, he's oh, back. Man. He's back. No, it's a new Wayne. It's a new Wayne. It's a new Wayne. Like, it felt good to him on that level, man. I, um, I don't know. Little Wayne, um, one of the best rappers ever rapped. Yeah. So I never sleep on Little Wayne. Little Wayne is one of the best ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, My last question to you, man. I mean, I asked He's him, like phenomenal. Yeah, he is. Like I, I wasn't a believer at first, but over the years, nuts. I, I mean, you know, I'm. I'm Let I'm me thinking, tell you I'm something. Thinking, you I'm thinking, thinking of, I'm taking over. The hot boys. Nah, yeah, I'm talking thinking, about before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like I'm thinking the, the, the whole. That's what I be trying to tell young shit. niggas when you come as a New York like, gimmick you, rap shit, right, right. and then you get and you're nice. It's hard to come into that nice space. Now, uh, Lil Wayne's. Do you know what Lil Wayne did to all of us on that taking over when he says? I'm a beast. I am chains on means at least. I complain on Easy Street. Why well, complain on Easy Street? <laughs> nigga, I was like, oh my God, there's an alien in the room. Like, nigga's a fucking alien. <laughs> no, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that nigga Little Wayne is serious. Crazy. Trust me. It's the question. Never sleep on Little nah, Wayne. And, and don't sleep on you either, man. Ever. Don't I sleep mean, on I'm all right, but yeah, what happened? This is the last question, man. And, mm -hmm. and this might be difficult for you because of all the errors. 
Mm-hmm. Like from the pioneer days to like twenty, we're in twenty seventeen right now. Mm-hmm. Your top five. Mine is hard, Man, and it good. varies. It's like the stock market. Yeah, yeah, of course. Niggas, it shifts and goes. Um, Pun is up there. Yes. Um, Big is definitely mm-hmm. up there. I think Biggie's the, Biggie. All right, I think, I think, I think Biggie's the greatest of all time. But I think, um, I think uh, Jay Z is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. The reason why is when I talk about when we took and that and this might be a disrespectful comment, but when you look at all our pioneers, they deteriorated as they got older. Jay Z never deteriorated, and I'm talking about. I don't want to say names, but I'm saying the greatest of the greats, when they try to come back when they was a little bit older, they was rapping off beat. It wasn't the same it wasn't shit. The same. So, That's a fact. They had stiff flow. Yeah, Biggie, stiff ain't, flow. Biggie wasn't here 20 years. Right. So Jay-Z fought that fight over 20 shit, years. Jay, oh, longer. Jay's been trying to get in the game since the 80s. Well, listen, Jay, think about it, Jay's the same age as LL. Rock him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen to what I'm saying to you. So that nigga... That nigga he relevant right now. He can spit whatever he want right now. So that's how I look at it like that. So what I said, Pun, Big, J, um, that's where it gets tricky. You know what I'm saying? That's the easy shit. Um, Pac, mm. right? Pac. And, uh, and trust me, this shit moves around. Um, uh, Pac, boom, 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 boom. And um, ooh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I wish I could take the last one and just split. Can I split that in three? You just split it in three. I would right? say Slick Rick. Mm. I would say LL Cool J mm. and Karis One. Mm. And those would be my, they yeah. would be my, you know. If people sleep on L, man. People oh, wow. sleep on L, man. He better than everybody. People sleep on L. I was watching that, the, kept I shot your video hits. today. He kept having them hits yeah. and hits and hits. He had a longer career than anybody. Yeah, look, he's still doing it. He's yeah, he had it. a long, I'm talking about rap career. He had a longer career than anybody. And, uh, he taught Fat Joe how to make hits and talk to the ladies because I studied him so much. The only reason I'm doing an interview like this and you might say, damn, this guy's pretty, uh, um, how do you say it? How, how, how do you? Now nah, I don't want to say etiquette. It ain't etiquette. What do you say? Eloquent, uh, eloquent on his interviews. Damn, Joe gives a good. It was because I used to. T- if you look at my first interviews ever, all I used to say was like, "Yeah, I mean, know what I'm saying, right. word the mother, yeah, I mean, y'all say for real though." That's all I was saying. Niggas was asking me, "Yo, what's the temperature today?" <laughs> well, I mean, you know what I mean, you know what I'm saying, boy. I used to think he carried a. He, he had the, the weapon on him, the tuli. You it might the, be the, true. The, you had the fatigue, the black fatigues I on. I had the Thule. <laughs> Chances is I had it, right? <laughs> so then I go like this, like right? It. But I studied LL Cool J interviews. I tell my son this. LL Cool J interviews, like three hours of it, and I would put it in the v, v, VCR and the VHS, and I would watch him talk over and over and over again. He taught me how to speak. That's crazy. He taught me how to be charismatic and all that interviews and he said, you know, KRS too. I used to study him and he always looked people in the eye, KRS. And all his interviews, he would look at you in the eye. And um they taught me how to speak. 
That's ill, B. Man, it's the truth, that's man. Ill, Otherwise, man. I would have just been, you'd have been talking to me. Yeah, me. Nah, <laughs> me and Remy, you heard. <laughs> Word them up. Like, <laughs> nigga, that's whack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, LL Cool J, man, he's, uh, he's something else. And when I went to jail, he's probably the only rapper. I'm sure other ones there, but he's the, the only rapper who called every week and was like trying to see me. But you know, Fed, you need permission. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I don't want LL Cool J walking up in this shit. That's crazy, man. Fuck at it. But literally, like, forcing it. That's ill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, calling my family, like, no, I want to come. And he was like, nah, he says he's all right. And like, no, I want to come. Like, I want to go see Fat Joe in jail. I want to make sure he get, you know, like, you know, this shit was crazy, man. That's ill, man. Yeah. Listen, man, it's, it's good Call to hear back. you. Thank you, you for know, doing this interview. Shit, Plata know? or Ploma. The fucking hottest album. You'll see. Yeah. It's a quality. I'm going to have to take a word from K Slay, and that's, you're going to hear that tonight a lot when I introduce this album. It's quality over quantity. There you go. Mm. Internets, man. This, this, this is great. You know what it is, right, King? John Blaze. John Blaze. John Blaze. Yo, dream wow. those dreams and man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in Technicolor and surround sound. And I'm going to leave that off with the last song on the album, Plata or Plomo. It's called Dreamin', featuring my favorite female artist of all time, Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mills, yo. Yeah, boy. The Wiz. <laughs> I went and got The Wiz. I begged her. You got the Wiz got on the joints. <laughs> got on my knees and begged her. Begged her. When I hear her music, I see my mother and my aunt dancing like this. Mm. Boom, boom, boom. What you gonna do with my loving? I see my mother young. I see my aunt young. That's crazy. Dancing, having fun. Me a little nigga just like, you know. So I begged her. She was like, young man, they've been asking me to do rap shit forever, man. I don't do shit. And I was like, please, I'm begging you. You don't understand. This is it. This might be my last Fat Joe album. Real talk. And I was like, I need you. And she did it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I put her on the phone. That, like, I really did her dirty because I put her on the phone with my aunt, my grand, oh, my, my, my aunt, my, my mom's, everybody. Yo, Stephanie Mills on the phone. Like, it was like, ah! Like, we got her. That shit's got crazy. Him. When you hear that song, it's stupid. All right, we good? Plata o Plomo. Plata o Plomo, February 17th. February 17th. New This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King, and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.